Welcome to the Species Hall of Fame. This is Quentin Wheeler. Today I continue reading from the epilogue of my forthcoming book, Species, Science, and Society. Born in the Age of Enlightenment, modern taxonomy was the original biological big science project. Linnaeus's vision of discovering and classifying all species is now seen as a moonshot scale ambition. To explore our planet's biodiversity, we don't need to conceive an entirely new project replace everything we have accomplished since Linnaeus, or kiss the ring of pop science. We simply need to finish his campaign of discovery that has been underway for more than two and a half centuries. What has changed since the time of Linnaeus is the feasibility of completing such a planetary-scale enterprise. Impossible in his day, we now have the means of travel and communication, and the theories, methods, and tools with which to efficiently discover, describe, name, and classify every kind of plant, animal, and microbe on our planet. We have seen Linnaeus's project as impossibly big for so long that we overlook the plain truth in front of us. We can achieve what generations before us could not, a comprehensive, worldwide account of life on Earth. Some have argued that professional taxonomists are a thing of the past. For them, the future consists of molecular labs, mothballed collections, and punting the tasks of collecting and describing species to a ragtag army of amateurs and part-timers. Taxonomy is an unusually inviting place for specially trained amateurs, but at its heart, systematics remains a very serious, intellectually challenging, and professionally demanding field. Amateur contributions should be encouraged, welcomed, and vetted, but the driving force for advancing knowledge in the future must be led by a community of doctoral-level researchers, scholars, and curators. Many theoretical and on-the-ground challenges remain for a science that only entered its most recent incarnation as a discipline capable of producing rigorously testable phylogenetic classifications little more than 50 years ago. By any objective measure, The traditional mission of systematics is more demanding and rewarding than lab procedures that can be carried out by trained technicians. Only a superficial view of science would see the whistles and bells of molecular labs as a worthy successor to the deep scholarship, diverse information, and rigorous theories of traditional systematics. We cannot afford to accept a substitute for serious systematics. Not now, not ever and especially not during a mass extinction. Genomic sirens with promises of quick, effortless species identifications lure us off course into perilous waters. After centuries of species exploration and classification, it is wrong-headed to consider, even for a moment, alternatives that result in less and less reliable information. An undeniable aspect of the ongoing extinction of species is that the time for a comprehensive inventory is short. In a matter of decades, we are challenged to discover and describe at least five times as many species as we have done since 1758. Happily, it is not too late to save and modernize systematics, efficiently complete an inventory, inform conservation decisions, and mine a vast deposit of biomimetic models. 
systematists must not sell out the integrity of their science for short-term funding or the approval of colleagues who neither understand nor appreciate their mission. They must not permit taxonomy to be redefined in the image of or as a service to other fields. Because we have exactly one chance to inventory and document species, it is imperative that taxonomy be done to its highest standards of excellence, without compromise or distraction. It is easy to see our situation as hopeless, living at a time of rampant extinction and looming environmental threats. But that is wrong. Not because we are not witnessing gross degradation of the natural world, but because in prematurely accepting defeat, we ignore fantastic opportunities. We alone have the chance to discover and document the diversity of species as they exist at the dawn of the Anthropocene. Only we can gather and preserve evidence of evolutionary history otherwise lost. And we can, if we are wise, create museum collections and a great body of knowledge with which we can continue to learn about evolution, maintain a high standard of living, and protect a biosphere inhabited by diverse plants and animals. Future generations will only dream of such opportunities. For us, we need only act rather than despair. I hope you'll join me again next week as I continue this reading of the epilogue of Species Science and Society, and in the spirit of the chapter in my book entitled Shameless Self-Promotion, I hope you'll consider purchasing a copy of the book as well. For the Species Hall of Fame, this is Quentin Wheeler. Thank you.